listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. We're back again for another episode of Solid Saturday's Prayer and Inspiration, and we are continuing the series on ladies and lust. I don't know about y'all, but I was super blessed on last week's episode. Listen, Sharenica, you stirred me in many ways. And then going back to once lust is conceived, it Mm -hmm. brings forth death that goes back into us being fruitful. We were created to be fruitful. Mm -hmm. What kind of fruit you bear, that's all. Because mm-hmm. Jesus said that you can tell a tree by the fruit it bears. Fruit it bears. Yeah. So you can be fruitful. You can be producer because that's in our nature to produce. Right. But at the same time, don't get caught up that because you're producing means that you're in the will of God. You don't. Because you got to pay attention to the type of fruit that you're producing. Because if that Come fruit on. doesn't line up with your season, then listen. Okay. Sharenica. <laughs> so. I want to ask you, and I guess for inquiring minds that may be listening, Mm -hmm. have you ever struggled with lust? Yes. Me too. (laughs) So at what moment did your eyes open to God's truth about what lust is and what it was doing to you? What made the difference for you to stop? When I realized that it was a cycle, a vicious cycle, and when I realized that I had gotten further away from God than I ever intended. It's like you dib and dab and sin, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can, you know, I know my way back. I'm okay. I'm not really out there. I'm out there, but I ain't out there, out there, you right, know? Right. And, That's and then real. you look up and you are further than you. Sin will take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to be kept. And I was at that point. And then I realized it wasn't other people, you know? Mm-hmm. I stopped placing blame on other people. And I realized that this was a vicious cycle that I was creating and doing to myself. And I recognized that it was my own desires. And it was like, God, why am I keep picking these same type of men? Why does this happen? Why does that happen? I thought I heard from you and I thought I was supposed to be praying for this person, but now I'm entangled with this person. Now I'm lusting after this person. Now I want this person. And I didn't understand the assignment. So I I lusted instead of doing what I was supposed to do and, and move on and keep it going. When I realized I had gotten so far from God that I didn't hear his voice anymore. Mm. And it was a cycle and it was something that kept happening. That's when my eyes was open and I realized, okay, it's me. It ain't them. Mm. (laughs) It has nothing to do with them. It is me that is attracting them because of desire that I have in me. It's something Mm -hmm. in me. It was my own lust. Wow. That hits me to my core because something happens when reality slaps you in your face, when your (gasps) eyes are open to your own cycle. For so long, you can point fingers at other people. Right. For me, I've been married twice. Mm -hmm. And after the second marriage, I had to really look at myself and say, okay, when you repeat the same thing over again, Mm -hmm. there is something that you need to address in yourself. 
Right. And I think it's so good that you said that because it's so easy for us to point fingers at other people and be the victim. And you know, this on my heart. Mm-hmm. So with me, my lustful nature, it came from a deep rooted insecurity that I had inside of me. Mm. And I felt like me lusting after this person or craving this person and them in turn showing me that attention back, it validated my insecurities. So I was able to hold on to my insecurities, keep them deep down suppressed. But now this person is validating me. So I don't have to pay attention to what I'm really insecure about. If I'm insecure about how I look, I'm lusting after this attractive person. And then if this attractive person is drawing back to me, then I don't have to worry about my insecurities. I don't have to deal with that because now Mm. I found validation in a person and Mm. it's not love, it's lust. Mm. And I put myself also, and I can talk about me, not anybody else, but I can talk about me. And maybe I'm the only one on the planet that did this, but I put myself in a position to be lusted for and to be lusted after. Tell us more about that. How do you put (laughs) yourself in a position to be lusted for and after? Proverbs talk about that deceitful woman, right? Come on, Proverbs 7. Come on. (laughs) And that vain person, you know. And I did that with complete mind games, you know, Mm. like. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So I call her Ren. Let's talk about it, Ren. She just crossed over into Ren on this hip podcast. (laughs) Let's talk about it because it needs to be talked about. Go ahead. It does because you tapped on something when you said that women have the tendency to play the victim. We are not always the victim. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we know exactly what we're doing. Yes, we know exactly how to put ourselves out there just enough not to make us look too bad, but just enough to get that person's attention. We know what out to blink. We know how long to stare. We know exactly what to say and how long to hold a conversation just enough to give that person a taste mm-hmm. of what you are putting off. And it was all mind games. It was things that I did. I put myself in a position to be lusted after, to validate my own insecurities. That is so good. And to a certain extent, it's like we know our own power. Yeah. But we walk in it in a different way because the insecurities fuels our power. And I guess it goes Mm -hmm. back to the fruit that we give Mm -hmm. because our fruit comes from our behavior. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what my husband said when he preached a message. Whatever you fear is what you worship. He said, if you fear poverty, you'll worship working. You'll worship that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to ever fall into poverty. So I brought that point up to make another point. If we fear heartache, we don't want to seek after love because we fear heartache. So it's easier to just follow what's attracted to us or what we attract. And that's lust. If we follow after the lust and we don't get no deeper than just lust, we will never experience heartache and that feeling of loneliness. I don't want the love because I can be vulnerable when I'm in love. And now you have a chance to hurt me. I don't want that. So I'm just going to go for what makes me feel good. It's lust. And when you're through, when I'm through with you, I just go to the next person. Instead of dealing with the issue of being hurt and having your heart broken and not letting God fully fill that void, that emptiness 
Mm. And you try to fill it with so many other things instead of dealing with the root of the problem. Yeah. Lust makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Lust makes you feel good, but it is not for your good. And a lot of times I think that we can mix up things because they make us feel good. We think that it's for our good. And it's not. It's not. A lot of times the things that agitate us is for our good. It develops us. Do you realize after you have sought out and you have lusted for this person or this thing and then you got it, you just you don't want it no more. You're not satisfied and you just you're done with it. And Mm -hmm. that strong passion, that strong desire, that yearning, that covetedness that you had when you were seeking after when you were lusting this person, it all just vanishes after you Mm -hmm. get it. And if we were talking about lust in the church, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And mm-hmm. after we lust after that person, how can we effectively go to that person and love them and witness them after Come we've on. done something that we know we weren't supposed to do? Say that. I feel like if we really had that mindset or that outlook, then we wouldn't dibble and dab in so many different relationships. If we think of them as our brother or sister in Christ, but in this case, brother, then I think that we would approach it a little different. You would handle them with care because you think that it's harmless, but you don't know what the other person is feeling on the other side. Like they may be all in while you still trying to figure things out. And now your whole reputation or place of ministry if it was a place of ministry with them is broken because they're heartbroken and how do you come back from that you just said something it brought me back to my opening statement you said handle them with care and when you are lusting after someone you are selfish it's obsessive and it is selfish and you are only out to seek self-gratification You cannot handle anyone with care in lust Mm -hmm. because you do not care about anyone but yourself. And Mm -hmm. I like what you said where you don't know how the person on the other side of that feels. Yes. See, for you, you want that person for the moment, Mm -hmm. but you don't know about the other person, like you said. And then that opens the door for so many other things, because like you said, now this person is dealing with heartbreak and heartache. And especially if it's in the church and if it's ministry that you mishandled, now you have become a stumbling block. Oh, my. When you do something, it's not just you because mm-hmm. you don't live in a world alone. You are attached to other people. So when something mm-hmm. happens to you or when you do something, it affects other people. So when you mishandle someone and you are that that other person on the other side, you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what doors you're opening just by walking through the door of lust because you don't know. You think you're just there for the moment, but you don't know what's waiting for you on the other side once you get what you want. Y'all just let that sink in real quick. (laughs) You don't know what doors you're opening just by walking through the doors of lust. Now, people are obviously struggling in this area. So what is some wisdom that you can share with other people who may be finding themselves struggling with lust? What are some steps that they can take? The first thing I would want you to know 
is that overcoming lust is a personal choice that you have to make. And I would say to stop tempting yourself. What I mean by that is learn to stop seeking out things which make you lustful. This mainly means like training yourself to fight temptations, whether it be fighting the temptation of pornography or whatever it is that's driving you towards your lustful nature. If there's certain music you have to stop listening to for a time until you get strong enough to handle it. If there are certain movies that you you have to guard your ears, you have to guard your eyes, you have to pay attention to what goes into your tempo and to what goes into your spirit and what you're feeding your spirit. Stop tempting yourself. Stop yes. putting yourself in that position. Yeah, I love that point. Training yourself. Another thing is to learn to respect yourself and others. Mm. And that goes back to handling people with care. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that respect for yourself, you're not going to have that respect for others. Mm. So you have to properly know your worth and learn how to respect yourself so that you can show that respect to other people. If you allow lust to be the driver in your everyday relationships with others, you're not fully connecting yourself with people. Acknowledge your needs. Be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big one to acknowledge your needs, not think that these things are not happening, because if you know how yeah. to acknowledge them, then you know how to walk in self-control. It's mm -hmm. all connected. I love that. You know, when you you acknowledge it and you tell God, like, this is an issue. I'm struggling with this. You got to be honest with God. Not that he doesn't already know, mm -hmm. but you got to know that this is what something that I'm dealing with because you can be in complete denial and think it's everybody else. And God is looking like, I'm just waiting for them to realize it's them. <laughs> it's you. It's you. It's you. <laughs> be honest and mm -hmm. say, you know what, God, this is what I'm struggling with. And that goes back to it being a choice because you can choose to say, I won't help. Or you can choose to deny it and play the victim. Don't play the victim anymore. Don't do it. So while people are finding their way out of this vicious cycle or trying to break through this cycle, there's also a place that is supposed to be a hospital for people with struggles. Mm. I want to find out from you, what do you think are some ways that the church, the kingdom of God can create a place for more people who are struggling in this area, for them to feel safe when coming forth and being healed? I think by just creating or keep building platforms like this, mm. the platform that you have, um, but properly explaining these taboo topics, because these are things that you're told not to do, but yes. you shy away from explaining why. And if we go back to what we open up with, these desires were placed in us. But if you just tell me don't do it and you don't explain and talk about the why, I'm going to seek after doing it. In addition to that, yes, the Bible tells us we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb has already been shed. So now we got to open our mouth and tell our testimony. How can we expect someone else to be delivered if we don't open our mouth and tell them what we've been through? Mm, God is true. not a God of guilt and shame. And if you 
are holding your testimony and muzzling your mouth because of guilt and shame, then you too need deliverance still. People have to know that they're not in this alone, that they are not struggling alone, that they are not the only ones that had to walk this out, that they are not the only ones in there. They are not the first one. Your testimony makes our walks with God real. Mm -hmm. We serve Mm -hmm. a real God, but how can people see how real he is if we are muzzled at the mouth? So thank you so much, Sharenica, for coming on and you share your wisdom on this topic. It's so powerful. I know y'all got something from this. I know it. It was so power packed. As I always say, please share this podcast episode with your family, your loved ones, your friends, your co-workers, classmates, everybody. Thank you again, Sharenica. Thank Thank you. for having me oh of course i enjoyed myself (laughs) yeah i gotta get you back on so we can do that friendship podcast episode gotta do do that before we go into prayer is there anything else that you'd like to share if you find yourself falling to temptation going after lust or being the person who creates a stumbling block if you find that that's you don't be ashamed to say something god did not come to condemn us he came so that we can have life and have life more abundantly Hell was not meant for us. That's a whole nother topic. But (laughs) hell is not meant for us, but it is enlarging herself daily. And God does not want any of us to perish and die and go to hell. He's there. He's waiting right there for you. And there are people that are trusted individuals that God will point out to you who you can turn to. So true. Sharenica, in this moment, if you will, just lead us in prayer. Anybody that may be struggling with lust or the cycle, they want to get out. And just whatever Holy Spirit lays on your heart, if you will, do us the honor of leading us in prayer. So now, God, I pray, Lord, God, for the person who is struggling with lust or having feelings that they just don't know how to handle it, Father God. But you know, God, you know how to handle these situations, Lord Jesus. You know, Father God, the things that they're going through, God. Your word tells us, God, that you want us to have a pure heart and pure thoughts, Lord Jesus. And God, I pray, Father God, that for the person who is battling with this, Father God, that you I ask that you purge them of their lustful desires, Father God. And while you're purging them, Father God, replace it, Father God, with feelings that you refer to as love, Father God, um, for a desire and a thirst and a hunger for more of you, God. I pray, Father God, that you give them, God, break their hearts with the thing that breaks your heart, God. God, I pray, God, that you give them such a restraint not to act on lust, Father God. God, you are their strength and their refuge, Father God. Allow them to turn to you in the time of need. Your word says that you will not permit them to be tempted above anything that 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 um, they won't be able to resist. And when the temptation comes, God, you will make a way of escape. God, I pray, God, when they fall, Father God, to temptation, Father God, when temptation comes and knocks on their door, God, show them the exit sign. Make it just as bright as the red exit signs that hang over the doors, Father God. Make it just that visual to them, God. Show them this is the way out. This is the exit. You don't have to fall. Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will give them the strength to be able to in, to, to bear 
every temptation that comes their way, Father God. Help them to learn your truth and teaching, Father God. I pray, Father God, that you reveal, Father God, what it is when it comes, God. I pray, Father God, that they will flee from lust, God, because, Father God, you empower them, Father God. I pray that they follow after righteousness, Father God. Follow after your love, Father God. Peace be unto them, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father God, that you create in them a clean heart, Father God, and a a pure spirit, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they treasure the things of the world, Father God, that they treasure the things that you treasure, Father God. I I pray, Father God, that they don't seek after just the things of the world and self-gratification, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they hide themselves in you, Father God. God, get them so deeply rooted in you, Father God, that, that, that your word is hidden in their heart, Lord Jesus God. So when when temptation comes, God, I pray, Father God, that they know exactly what to say, what scripture to say, what verse to use, Father God, to defeat the enemy, Father God. I pray, Lord Jesus, for your strength and for your power, God, for them to know, Father God, that they have the authority to tread upon, Father God, anything that the devil throws their way, Father God. I come against the spirit of seduction, of lust, of lasciviousness. I come against it all in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over every impure, unclean, ungodly, immoral thought, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Father God, that Satan will not manipulate or control or occupy any mind space. Now, God, I pray, Father God, that you keep their minds, Father God. I pray, Father God, that the things that are true and that are honest and that are pure and that are lovely, Father God, that you begin to allow them to think on those things, God. When they get weak, Father God, I pray that you strengthen them, Lord Jesus, God. God, is your strength, Father God, that they need, Father God. I pray, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God, when they are tempted, Father God, they know, Father God, that there is an exit sign, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they want a heart, Father God, to be disciplined, Lord God. Send them someone. If they don't have anyone, send them someone. Send them someone that will teach them how to have self-control and how to discipline themselves, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Father God, that they don't willingly walk into temptation, that they don't willingly walk into sin, Father God. I pray, Father God, that they know, Father God, that their body is a temple, Father God. I pray, Lord Jesus God, for anything that is drawing their attention away, Father God. I pray, God, for any luring or enticing um, man, Father God, that may be drawing them away, Father God. I pray now in the name of Jesus that every member of their body be under subjection to you now, that they shall yield their members as an instrument to you, Father God. All of their body parts, Father God, belong to you, God. God, God, our soul, our spirit is in this, God. This is just a shell, Father God, so we bring it under subjection. We have the power to do that, God. I pray, Father God, that when they don't know what to do and what to say and who to turn to, God, they turn to you. And God, you know that you can give them the answer, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that powerful prayer. Completely walk in agreement with that prayer. Listen, y'all, believe it. When we say amen, it means it is so. So believe it in your heart. It's done. We just got to walk in it. We got to do the work, right? So thank you again, Sharenica, 
for uh, coming on. I would like to just give a space for you to share with listeners ways that they can follow you on social media or if they need to contact you, email, if you could share that with our listeners. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram or on Facebook. I believe it's under Sharona Kassimchina. My name is very long. So I'm going to take my time. It just has uh, a lot of ease in it. It's it, not long, it y'all. It's, it's only 11 letters. Um, <laughs> it's S-H-E-E-R-E-E-N-E-C-A. And last name is Centron, C-I-N-T-R-O-N. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can email me uh, directly at sharenica at gmail.com. You can email our, the church email address. That's libertyfaithchurch22 at gmail.com. I'm here for you. You're not alone. Amen. Thank you again, Sharonica. And I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all so much. As always, it's my prayer that you receive the prayer and receive the message that was shared today through God's dear vessel. And because we serve such a loving and faithful God, a gracious God, I have confidence in knowing that you guys did receive it. And because of that, I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.